Welcome to Healing and Horsemanship, a podcast exploring the many healing paths we walk with horses. I'm your host, Shannon Ray Riley of Wild Willing Therapeutics and Training. This show is supported by The Herd. The Herd offers monthly bonuses for members, including access to a growing content library on all things health, wellness, and horses. For more on membership, visit wildwilling.com slash podcast. Thank you for joining me on this wild ride. And now, on to the show. back everybody to episode number 12 of Healing and Horsemanship. In today's episode, I'm sharing an interview I had with Dana Jenkins of Elevation Equine Services. Dana is an equine massage therapist, energy worker for horses and humans, and a wild horse advocate. Dana really eloquently speaks volumes about her work in this interview, so I'm actually going to keep the intro short as this episode truly needs little introduction. To preface though, as I love to do, I'll simply share that in today's interview, we talk all about how Dana's childhood horse helped her co-regulate and get through traumas she didn't yet have the tools to cope with why Dana says that leaving the horse world was her biggest regret, how unprocessed emotions are stored in the body, Dana's introduction to the world of energy work and active pendulum dowsing through working with a shaman, how horses came back into Dana's life when she began to heal herself, her journey becoming an equine body worker, and why she feels that energy work she was doing was actually getting her to that point and opening her to amazing new ideas. How everyone has the gift of intuition, but it's up to us whether we trust, believe in, or cultivate our abilities. And finally, how energy work can help us come back into balance in a number of ways through clearing obstacles, patching up energy leaks, and opening us back up to positivity on the subtle body frontiers. I'm also excited to share that members of The Herd, my patron site which supports the podcast, will receive 15% off of Dana's services over at Elevation Equine Services. This includes her active pendulum dowsing work, which is available remotely and which you will hear all about in this awesome episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to comment and share your responses to this episode. We will be very curious to hear what you think, as I know for me personally, I'm still pretty mind blown. And honestly, very interestingly too, I will keep this brief, I promise. Since recording with Dana in, let's see, when was this? October? And I'm sharing this end of November. Since recording with her and having a great chat, I have had some huge life decisions come up which made me feel like something like pendulum dowsing would be so, so helpful as I keep talking to friends and family about these choices that I'm being asked to make 
and I keep weighing them internally, but I keep on saying, I wish I could just get on the phone with the divine, with the universe, and have them tell me what I'm supposed to do. Have my higher self tell me what I'm supposed to do, because I feel so torn between these two big choices or these many decisions, these many steps that I could take. So I love that now I know of another modality which can help with something like what I'm facing personally right now. And who knows, maybe it will help you and your horse. So please enjoy the episode. And I will certainly be sharing all about when I actually do experience this modality for myself. So don't forget, as a herd member, you can get 15% off of Dana's services over at Elevation Equine. And that's my last shameless plug for this episode. All right, here we go. Now to the good stuff. Thanks for listening. Dana, you are an equine massage therapist, energy worker for horses and humans, and a wild horse advocate, which I really love. And I'm sure if there's time, you can guess what I'll be asking you about since I'm a wild horse obsessed person. But to start, why don't you tell us your backstory and how you came to do all of these things? Yeah. So that it is a very long story, <laughs> and I will try to make this short of it. Um, I grew up with the horse. I actually had to um, learn everything I could before I was able to get a horse. <laughs> it was just something I wanted one. I fell in love with them early on in life. And, um, you know, my parents were like, okay, well, you know, make straight A's, learn everything you can about horses, learn how to ride, all the things, and, you know, get a horse. And I made it happen. And those were just the most magical parts of my life and growing up, um, even before I got my horse, because I was just with horses so much. Um, and I was actually like assisting the barn manager and the trainer um, during summers. So it was just full gamut, you know, the feeding, the farrier, the vet, you know, it's moving horses and, you know, the full gamut. And I 100% miss it. So yeah, I got my horse. Her name was Smooth Reba. That was her registered name. She's Chestnut Quarter Horse Mare. She was a trained roper, um, um, pole, and I think some barrel racing as well. Although I did none of those things. <laughs> she knew exactly what to do, but I did not. But <laughs> um, I just did Western Pleasure and trail riding and, you know, things, things of, of that nature. No, com- no competition, no shows or anything. Um, I was actually a ballerina at that time and and actually on a professional level with Alabama Ballet. So that was a huge um, contrast for me. My um, artistic director and choreographer and like the, the company's director honestly didn't want me horseback riding because the technique and the way that you use your body and your muscles actually contradict each other. So, you know, with ballet, your legs have to be turned out and you're from the hip down and including your feet. And so, of course, when you're horseback riding, <laughs> it's a, a completely different set. You know, you're you're from the hip down from your legs, you're turning in your legs in and you're, you know, using those different type of muscles. And, you know, it's it's it, they just look down upon it. Um, I got by and <laughs> made this, you know, I made it all work, but that's kind of why 
I, um, well, one reason why I ended up coming out of it, um, but that's a little bit down, down the road. Um, so yeah, I, and you know, I just, I loved it and, and nothing was going to keep me away from horseback riding. Nothing was going to keep me away from my horse. She taught me so much and she literally got me through my, um, I guess you could say teenage years, the school, of course I was, so I was professionally dancing and then it's like high school. I was at a fine arts high school, which was heavily demanding. Um, it was heavy as far as academics because it was somewhat of a math and science school also. <laughs> and then of course there's a the ballet aspect where I'm touring and I'm dancing and I'm performing constantly as well. Um, I had a great high school life, but at the same time it was jam packed stress and actually lots of trauma and trauma on my body um, that I had no idea how to deal with or how to cope with, um, you know, and this just what you do in childhood, whether it's sports or whatever you do, you know, you just do it, right? And you, and either you love it or you just make the most out of it. And, you know, I was kind of in the middle. She literally got me through my, my parents getting me my horse, literally, I think, just kind of saved my life <laughs> as far as growing up because I was able to go to the stables, be with her. I didn't know what I was doing then, but I was co-regulating um, with her. Um, she just, just taught me so much, just being out in nature and learning from her and her natural instincts really helped me, I, unbeknownst to me, but I would be able to go back home, back into the city, back into, you know, whatever city I was touring to with ballet and take all of that with me. Um, just to help me, you know, at that time, be okay <laughs> and do all the things that I needed to do and deal with all of the stress. And, you know, like it was a fine art school and it was a math and science school. I'm not a math and science person. <laughs> like math, me and math don't agree. <laughs> so just making it happen was really, really hard for me. And she got me through along with teaching me all the lessons. Um, so to date, this is my um, largest regret in life when I, at the end, I think end of high school, going into college, it was either you're either going to dance professionally or you're going to go to college. Again, hindsight, I probably would have given, my, given myself or my child um, lots of other uh, um, ideas, <laughs> you know, or maybe incorporating the horse um, or, you know, there's different majors or there's different, you know, job opportunities that you can do that might fit me best. But I decided to go to college um, and I majored in dance briefly. I ch ended up changing it to like human development. But just maybe two years into college, I just got caught up in the college life and just kind of stop going out to the stable, stop coming home. We were too busy traveling, having fun, you know, instead of coming home for the weekend, we would go to New Orleans <laughs> for the weekend to, you know, to party. And that was just me being a college kid. Um, so I, my horse was, you know, still home, you know, well, not home at the stables. There was another girl who was learning to ride who we were pretty much just leased her out to. And, you know, same situation as me, pretty much young girl learning to ride. And she was perfect, perfect for her. And she absolutely loved her. So I just went home less and less. And, you know, one day my parents were like, Dana, you know, you have a horse. <laughs> They're expensive. Um, you know, what do you want to do? And they completely laughed it up to me. And, you know, I probably wasn't even 
at school when we had this conversation. I could have been, you know, in Atlanta somewhere, in New Orleans somewhere. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I haven't been home in a few months. Let's just, you know, go ahead and sell her to the girl who, who was learning to, who was leasing her. And that's what we did. So my hugest regret is that, but next to that is I did not go home. I did not get to tell her goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that was just me being young and dumb. And, and from what I know now there were trapped, I have trapped emotions um, that, you know, of course were not resolved because I had no idea they were there or what that even was back then. Um, And there were like, you know, before that, some years back, uh, my trainer, uh, who was the bar manager, actually had to kind of suddenly leave and things kind of took a turn or just not a turn. I was still there and happy with my horse, but it just wasn't quite the same. Um, And and her um, leaving, we did not get to say goodbye either. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so there is just this and she was just so influential in my life. She taught me everything about horses and so much about life and, and just so much about taking care of them and being stewards of them and communing with them and just horsemanship in general. Um, that was just kind of ripped away from me. I was really young. <laughs> and so I just, you know, the, coming off of that and just being in a different world, I, you know, sold my horse and did not get to tell her goodbye. Pretty much the same scenario, right? Um, so I just, I went on with life, you know, and, and, you know, did college and, you know, went into the career field and I've, I've had like two different careers. I tell everyone, you know, I'm 40, 45 years old. It's like, you know, I've lived nine lives, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, you know, all, all of the traveling and the works and the jobs and the professionalism and relationships and having my son and, and all of this, um, all of that transpired, I got to a point in my life, and this was maybe eight years ago, and things just really got tricky. Like, life got really, really tricky. Um, What I did not know then was um, just my nervous system was just completely in disarray, Um, just, you know, not balanced. And that was just from past experiences, past relationships. I don't know if you know anything about twin flame or twin flame relationships and what that, what all that can entail. Um, and then having my son and I actually separated from my son's father. Um, so much compounding. And I just, you know, and, and of course from throughout life and up into this point, and I just, you know, just kind of hit like a rock bottom space. Um, just wasn't, you know, 100% happy. And I knew some things were missing from my life. You know, career was great. You know, and I worked everything out with my son and his father. We're best friends now, actually. Like, and when we've been best friends, it only took us about a couple of years to get it together. <laughs> um, so we're like wonderful friends and we co-parent beautifully. Um, but just before all of that actually happened and me just wanting to make life is as wonderful as it could be for my son, um, it was a, a few years there where it was a struggle. And so I just really had to come back to myself and I really didn't know how to or what was going on. And one day on Instagram, <laughs> I stumbled upon, um, uh, and she's actually a shaman, 
And I just kind of watched her for a year, you know, and, um, and at that time I was a little more religious. Um, now I'm just spiritual um, and spirituality based. But, you know, I did a lot of praying, you know, and I did a lot of like the journal writing and I did lots of yoga and I tried to meditate. I really couldn't meditate back then, <laughs> uh, but I was doing all of the things. And um, uh, well, yeah, I, I can, well, that might be a different story. We'll save that for maybe another conversation. But um, my, I watched her for a good year and just watched her teachings and watched her services and how she was helping people. And I decided to take the jump and I had an energy reading session with her and um, we ended up having an energy clearing session. Um, I was at the point where I was actually um, trying to sell a property of mine um, that had been a headache for me. Um, it, it, of course, had been some good, but had been more so of a headache for me. Um, and I really wanted to be able to do that smoothly, you know, to, to kind of get it off of my, my shoulders. So I went to her for like some guidance and reading for that and really for infusion, because what you can do with energy work is, you know, clear, um, imbalances or negative energies and you can infuse with positive, um, positive energy. So that's exactly what I went to her for. For. So, um, and I actually ended up on um, some of her daily pendulum dowsing services. And I probably, I did that for maybe six months, probably within the second month. Like I just literally started to see my life change um, before my eyes. I got download after download after idea after idea. Um, just about what I needed and wanted in my life. And in one of those downloads, it was, Dana, you miss horses. <laughs> you you love them. And it was such a huge part of your life. Um, and then, and also in the middle of this and a lot before I'd done a lot of shadow work, a lot of inner, um, inner work. And so I kind of knew some of the things that were there and I knew some things that I was already working through. Um, I even did some like reparenting your child um, work and that's where it kind of hit home for me. Um, and that's where horses kind of came back into play. It reminded me so much of my childhood, helped me through so much of my, of my childhood. And I just knew there was a soft spot there and I knew there was a connection and um, it was something I had to do. And just before you know it, you know, I'm just, you know, on online again, looking up, I'm just going to take some lessons. Right. And I stumble upon um, uh, who is a very good friend of mine now. And she does uh, healing with horses. And she's um, also a, a riding instructor as well. And she's she's Bo's owner, who my my loner horse is now. So we're good friends. He's my loner horse. But I just stumbled upon her just for for lessons um, just to get me back in the saddle, just to get me around horses. Like at that point, I didn't care. I could just take it carrots and just feed it carrots and leave. Like I didn't care what I did. I just had to be around, you know, horses. And I was like, I can just pet him. <laughs> you know, my first conversation was with her. She was like, yeah, we're going to do a lot more than that. <laughs> Um, and I was like, you know, I literally just want to be in, you know, the presence of horses now. That's just what I need. Um, and she and and we started and she also does like wellness sessions. Um, so it's some like equine assisted therapy as, as well. But um, 
and I'm like, sure, I'm open to whatever <laughs> you want to do or whatever you think I, <laughs> think I need. And just going there, meeting Bo, um, having writing lessons and sessions with her and having the pendulum dowsing services all just brought it full circle for me. I, I you know, it, it brought me back to myself, um, in which has enabled me to elevate and to carry that farther and do the other things that I'm, you know, was destined to do in my life. So, um, you know, just in one, like after one writing session with her, I'm like, you know, I could literally just pet him all day. I was like, I wonder what I could, is there, you know, is that a business? <laughs> like, what can I do to just pet horses? I can't be like a bar manager, you know, like I'm a full, you know, have a full job and profession. Like I really don't have that much time <laughs> and I can't just quit and go do whatever. I have a son <laughs> that I have to take care of and I have all the things, you know? Um, well, I was like, what can I do where I can just pet him? <laughs> Right. So basic. Um, and then that led me to um, just researching and finding about body work in like equine massage. Um, I'm like, what? It is a thing. Because when I was writing, this was like, you know, in the 90s <laughs> in Alabama, there were no equine body workers back <laughs> back then, um, especially not in Alabama. I don't know. I can only speak for um, in where, where I was. <laughs> but um yeah, I, it, I was just mind blown. And I, I was mind blown, honestly, by how much the whole industry and field had grown. Um, just because like, I was out of it for at least 25 years. Like that's a, that's a large chunk of time. Um, and, you know, and it, it, it sometimes and even now, I still feel kind of out of the loop or a little bit removed because there's so much time lost. Um, but at the same time, I realized that you know, it's so much the same, you know, horsemanship, working with horses, being with horses, you know, riding. It's so much the same, so much that hasn't hasn't changed. I realized there was so much that I forgot. And so a lot of the time we spent was me just remembering, um, you know, and she'd be telling me to do something. And I'm like, I know that. And I'm like, but she wouldn't know that I know that. And I don't act like I know that <laughs> because it's kind of forgotten. But things started to slowly come out of my subconscious and, and into like my conscious body of, you know, just remembering the basics, you know, some of the basics. And she's teaching me, you know, just while we're like cleaning out his hooves. And I'm like, I know how to clean out his hooves. But, you know, it's like she wouldn't. She wouldn't, she doesn't know that I know. I'd forgotten myself that I knew. <laughs> so it was just, it was a funny time. And it was um, really interesting just to see how the mind works, how the subconscious works, how our emotions work and how all of that come into play. So that's kind of what's led me here. So, oh, I, and, and it's so much that goes into this. And this is what I mean by I live nine lives. So it's like so many prongs. <laughs> so that's like me and writing and, and, um, and then starting to kind of piece together like uh, just emotions and the subconscious and what happens to us and how it's all pretty much stored um, within us and that, you know, we have to find a way to either remember it so that we can move forward with it or release it or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and so that's what kind of led me into um, to body work. And I'm like, I'm going to go get certified. <laughs> that's just what I, you know, I learned everything I could. I like just delved into it for a good couple of years um, and went 
to, I went, well, I started, I went to Equisage and that's where like I got my basics and, and got into body work and started really learning about body work. Um, the rest from now has just been books on books on books and reading and, 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 and mentorship as well. Um, but then the other prong to all of this is the energy work, right? So my shaman, she this whole time, she's still doing daily dowsing. I'm in her daily dowsing group. All of these steps to that. Um, I don't feel that if she was um, really working on my energy and keeping my frequency levels and my energy levels and my chakras balanced and um, just clearing away negative energies and um if she wasn't working with my energetics, I would not have gotten there. I would have not had the ideas. I would not have been led to, um, you know, that my friend um, I, or, or Bo or body work, like none of it, like literally the um, energy work facilitated me and got me here and got me there. And it's just what I needed. So I'm like, I'm totally going to do this. I want to learn how to do it because it has absolutely changed my life. It has gotten me, you know, to the point where I am now for this past two years. And um, I want to learn how to do it. Um, I don't know if it was immediate for me that I knew that I wanted to do it for other people and to help others with it. And if I knew I wanted to do it with horses, but I knew that it was something that I wanted to be able to do for myself. Um, and, and especially for my son, um, if it could help me in this way, then I certainly wanted to be able to, um, you know, help him with it as well. And I could just do it from home anytime he need it. Right. Um, so that's what I did. You know, I went through her certification course um, and, you know, it is, which was pretty extensive and all in like a, it, at least a year long working through case studies and really learning about um, like the Claire skills, whether it's clairvoyant and, or, um, you know, whatever it could be, you can have multiple um, just working with intention and intuition, working with energy, learning about energy, learning about trapped emotions. Um, it uh, just, you know, the full gamut, and then actually incorporating that into case studies. And then one day I was, you know, um, on my body work journey as well. And I think I was certified and I, you know, picked up a few clients and it literally hit me um, with one client and they were just, they were having some issues and they just really didn't know what the cause was for, you know, for the lameness. And you know, you know, me as a body worker and I'm doing all that I can, but I realized, Dana, you are learning a whole nother skill set that can help you identify what's going on, that can help you um, or assist me in helping the horse energetically. I learned how everything was connected, you know, but it's a matter of connecting it in your head and in your own thought process or in your daily life. Then you know, just the human body or even the animal body, the horse's body is just one huge energy field. And, um, you know, everything about us is energy or, or a frequency of energy. So, you know, if I'm learning about working with these energies, I should be able to do this with horses to help them if I'm working with their muscular system you know, or if the vets are working with their muscular muscular system or their skeletal system or whatever's going on with them, then 
I could be able to work with them energetically as well. If they're just for example, if their muscular system is a, 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 a system or energy field, um, and yes, there are physical aspects to it and, you know, scientific and biological and physical aspects to it, but the energetic aspect to it is it can have that muscular system can have and house trapped emotions. It can, it can have and house negative energies. Um, depending on what's happened, you know, whether it was the, it was a fall or, it, you know, it nicked itself on a piece of wood or it could be from past training, it could be from past handling, it could be from just, you know, anything with a barrier, like <laughs> any little thing, right? And the same thing goes with us, um, you know, traumas and ex experiences and stress, it can be any little thing you, you stubbed your toe really hard and it hurt for a good 30 minutes all the way to the major heavy 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 life things that that happen and every, you know everything in between so all of that is energy those experiences are energy they create you know emotional frequencies in our bodies that affect us and that's how we get the things like sore muscles and back aches and headaches and um you know it's all a form of stress it's all a form of trauma um, so it just kind of hit me one day, putting everything together, you know, if, our, if all of our body systems are connected, whether it's our integumentary as far as our skin, cardiovascular, circulatory, um, digestive, you know, when you're thinking about colic and all of these things that they have, it's all connected. And if we're all energy, then it can all be um, facilitated towards healing from an energetic standpoint. And um, that is something that pendulum dowsing allows you to do. Um, you're able to go into alpha state um, and it's your higher self and it's your subconscious. And you're able to work with the other beings, subconscious and higher and um, higher, sorry, higher self and um, move energies together. Energy work is a conversation. Um, and it is a, a relationship. It's an energetic relationship. And, you know, I'm with through pendulum dowsing um, as a form of muscle testing and divination, you're able to use the pendulum and use different charts to glean information from the charts um, as well. Even if you don't use a chart, you don't have to. You can just, you know, use the pendulum as your focal point or as that as that act, that physical energy. Um, along with your alpha state into clearing negative energies from any player anywhere in the body, um, even with inanimate objects. Um, I've done clearings from people's tack. Um, I had one client that was just had some fear with riding and she knew her horse was fine and she her horse was telling her it was okay, you're fine, we're good, and <laughs> we got this. Um, and she'd done a lot of other modalities as well, working with her fear, you know, whether it was therapy and yoga and what and so much. But um, in knowing that inanimate objects can also hold trapped emotions, um, something that I also incorporate is, you know, clearing tack, whether it's the saddle or a saddle pad, depending on what's going on with you, depending on what's going on with the horse, um, along with doing the energy work with the horse and with the, with the rider or the owner or, you know, body worker, whatever, you know, you may be, I welcome all because all of it is actually the same. Um, that I do the same exact work on humans that I do with horses. Of course, the, the content or the, you know, the, 
body parts and such should be <laughs> a little different, but um, it's it's all done the same way um, because you know as we know the horses are they are beings they are sentient creatures their their body is an, a whole is an energy field within itself and 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 what I like about what I do is you know we know that horses facilitate healing. Um, that, you know, they are masters at that. But what, and this goes back to where I started with my horse and not being able to sail her by <laughs> and all of that. This is my way of giving back. Um, so what I like to do is help the horse. So um, I know they give so much. They do so much. They help us. They help us to heal. They help heal us. <laughs> they take they help take us to higher heights, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's a business or whether it's showing or, you know, whatever you're doing, they get us there. And even back in just olden days, they got us there literally like with transportation, you know, <laughs> and you, whether, you know, they're working on the farm, like they are there for us. I want to be there for them. So this, you know, I look at it from the standpoint of, Yes, they can help to heal us and they can do so much. But what I want to be able to do is come in and help them heal themselves when they need it. They're masters at releasing, you know, it's out in the pasture. We know that they are professionals at grounding. They're professionals <laughs> by nature, inanimately. They're grounding all day um, and, you know, and releasing and, and taking care of themselves and healing themselves and, heal, and healing the energies around them. But just like us, they need help sometimes. Um, they do have emotions that do become trapped in their bodies. They do have um, <clears throat> emotions and energies or energies that are that become trapped in their subconscious, like in their thought process and in their energetic patterns that become their behaviors um, and such. And they need help, too. You know, it's we it's easy for us to think, you know, they have all of the things the ones that are fortunate to have that, which is, you know, the forage, the friends, the pasture, the, the, the movement and the, you know, their some their extent of the most freedom that we can give them, you know, um, <clears throat> and they're able to heal themselves that way, um, and, you know, and nutrition and all of the things. But they do um, need help sometimes. And, and and those are the ones that, you know, and sometimes it's not as major as, you know, a, a horse that has been abused or neglected or has, has actually been through what you could say, quote unquote, like a large amount of trauma or large amount of stress. It, none of that matters. You know, of course, that applies to them. But even... You know, there's it could be a horse that's had a very charmed life that might have um, if you're noticing certain behaviors or noticing anything that's different or just some or maybe something that's interesting. You know, it could be due to a trapped emotion that they have and that they have not been able to release themselves. And so that's where I like to come in and to help facilitate with them because pendulum dowsing can um, uh, help to release that energy that needs to be released and, and to find help, um, find balance within it. So, to, you know, to facilitate their wellness. 
you're preaching to the choir over here. I'd love to, for listeners who maybe have never heard of energy work or dowsing, even for me, active pendulum dowsing Mm -hmm. is something that I haven't seen. I don't know how it works and I love seeing your posts about it, but can you tell us a little bit, like break those down and um, even if you want to go into what it looks like when you're doing the active pendulum dowsing? Sure. Um, okay. So yeah, I was um, certified through Be More Holistics and she, and within that certification, it takes on lots of principles from um, the Raymond Grace philosophy um, and then some teachings from the motion code, um, which is uh, Dr. Nelson Bradley's emotion code as well. Um, and how I was taught and there's different, um, tools you can use. Um, it's an actual, it's an ancient, ancient practice. Um, and it's originated with using rods like metal rods to find water sources, um, in, in the earth. So these are, you know, tribes, Communities (laughs) Communities <laughs> that were um, literally looking for their next water source. So um, whether it was not sure what it may have been, their shaman or just their energy worker at that time knew how to use um, these rods, which are you know now called like divination or divining rods, <clears throat> and those rods would move um, towards the water source. It would let it would be able to literally direct you. It was used as like a geographical tool that would lead you to the water source. All of this was done is energy energy based. It's biofeedback. Um, it's being in one in like one hundred percent balance with polarity and magnetism. It is um, done through or through like a higher um, intention and intuition state including um, being in alpha state to where you're able to read and, and receive this inform- receive this information. So um, in my teachings, we just use, we use the pendulums. And since we're on video, I can show you. <laughs> so the pendulum, um, you know, everyone might be aware of what a pendulum is, but it's known for its, it's going to highly react to energy. It's going to highly react to the physical sense of energy, um, <clears throat> which is basically what biofeedback and um, muscle testing, muscle testing is. So um, we were also taught with um, different charts. You can create your own charts. Um, or there's, you know, within, you know, teachings and resources, there's an international association of dowsers and they have all of, the, all of this information to pull from, um, that can help guide you with your charts. This is one like just off of Etsy and, and, and it's literally can just be a board or a piece of paper and you can have the months listed on it, the days of the week, numbers, percentages, um, you can have like astrological signs, your chakras on here. Um, a lot of them just have like a yes and a no on there. 
And so what you do is <clears throat> once you, um, or you, we have to 100% clear ourselves. So I have to, you know, make sure that my spirit guides are all positive and compatible. Negative energies are cleared from myself. I'm 100% in balance with polarity and magnetism. And there's a long list of things that we have to do to clear ourselves. Um, and there's also a practice that we, that, you know, that needs to be done to ensure that you're receiving the divine truth, that your intuition, um, is where it should be to be able to glean this information as well as um, you just you know, being able to go into that meditative state. Um, <clears throat> anyone can do it. It's just a practice, you know, like we all have this ability. We all have this, I like to call it a gift. We all have this gift. It's just a matter of whether you believe in it. And if you want to practice it, to be able to hone it and, and, and to be able to perform it. So um, as you hold the pendulum, you let's just start without a chart. If you just hold the pendulum, let's just say we're sitting down outside on the ground. Um, if you're, you know, let's just say um, sitting Indian style. So you're close to the ground. If you hold and you hold the pendulum, you want to make sure that you have your arm leaning, maybe on your leg or leaning somewhere um, so that you're not using your muscles. Um, your arm should be 100% relaxed. There is no movement in your, in your arm or your hand. Um, and, and except for at the point where you're getting things started. Um, and then you hold the pendulum, let's just say above the grass, or, you know, if you want to have like a little table or something. Um, and you just, you, once you're all cleared and you're balanced and you're ready, you can just start to ask questions and, but what the pendulum does is it picks up the energy frequencies um, from your thought, from your higher self, or if you're working with someone else, or if you're working with a horse, from their higher selves and their in their energetic fields and their frequencies. Energy travels, right? It has no bounds. Um, it can and it, it knows no time and space. So, and that's another reason why it's able to be done virtually. So I can communicate with anyone in this manner, um, you know, it in any in any time. Um, simply just through energy. So if you're holding the pendulum and you can just ask it a question, you know, like, you know, or, or I like to deal with um, probability, like what's the probability that it will rain today? Once, you know, if the pendulum is cleared and activated and, and, you know, cleansed and on its optimal frequency, I'm on my optimal frequency in alpha state performing this um, muscle testing and biofeedback, you're able to, the pendulum, you're able to read the pendulum to get the answers. So it will either, if you're, you know, you're starting out, it's just going to swing around and around and that's just the energy, but it will, once it has received higher, higher self has received your question, it's going to give you the answer and you'll note that the pendulum will start to swing in the way of the answer, whether it's yes you know, wherever it is on your chart, on your board or whatever you've set forth in your intentions, always swing up for yes. You know, you can just do it that way as well. And it will tell you yes or no. And that's why I like to use the charts because you can use, it can give you the percentage, you know, like I can say, you know, should I work out today? You know, and it, it might say, it's going to say yes, but what's the percentage of that? <laughs> you know, should I work out? Is that an 80% I should work out today? Or is that a 30% should I work out today? Because if it's 30%, I'm probably not going to do it. <laughs> but, and so, um, and, and, the, and you're able to ask the questions in many different ways. And that's how you're able to check. You know, when I first, my first question in, in class, when I was getting certified was, is my name Dana? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and it was like, you know, yes. And I was like, oh, that's too easy. Because I was still wasn't in 100% in belief of my own abilities or in belief of, like, I was a believer because, you know, the dowsing had changed, had already, you know, helped me so much in life. But, you know, you've got to have that. And that's another huge part of it. You have to really work on your trust and your belief in yourself and your trust and belief in your abilities. Um, that's in, in your trust and belief in your, in your own intuition. Um, so huge part like that definitely has to be at a, a certain level or, or a, a nice, healthy level to be able to really glean um, the divine truth and accurate, you know, accurate readings and, and, and to really be able to move energies appropriately. Um, and, you know, and that goes with everything, you know, that, you know, if, you know, if it's like in the same thing with me, like riding and jumping again, like my first couple of times, I didn't believe I could, <laughs> you know, I'm 40 years old trying to do it again. I really didn't believe and it was a disaster, <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know, okay, you work on that and then, you know, and you, you hone your skill. And then once you have the trust and the belief, then that there comes accuracy, you know, and the, and there and there comes the, your ability to perform it. Um, so yeah, and I I act so many different ways. I was like, um, you know, is my name Susan? You know, <laughs> it would just you know no, and each and every time, um, it just it gave me the correct it gave me the correct answer. Um, and I knew it was not And a lot of people can say, oh, you're moving it. Oh, it's your arm. Oh, it's just reacting to your inner movement, you know, because, you know, it's your bias. Um, but that is actually a part of our um, clearing practices. We clear ourselves of bias um, and we invite in the divine truth. So the same way I could clear a, um, a, a trapped emotion I would be able to clear bias from, you know, my thought, thought process, my energetic patterns, from my, from my beliefs, from my memories. Um, and just, you know, and so that's not a part of the equation. Um, I literally um, relax my arm to the point where I know it is relaxed. <laughs> like I, you know, it's like, I'm not, you know, moving it in any way, shape or form. Um, still one could question, right? How, how is it, it, it still could be picking up anything, <laughs> the energy of anything and moving in that way. But the proof is in the answer and the proof is in the, the feeling and the proof is in when you see the desired results actually coming about, actually, actually happening right before your eyes in your life and for other people. Um, you know, if, if it did not, if, there was no success in it. And if it did not work, then those questions I feel. But when this is done properly and you see the changes and you feel the changes and other people do, then you know that that's your confirmation. I can check my answers all day. I can get I can get a 100% correct or 100% accurate. I can ask five different ways. I can try to throw it tricks and it's all going to come out the same. Um you know, whatever, yeah, whatever that is, whatever that answer might be at that time. So, um, and I'll give you this one story in this, I, and this is when I kind of first started and I was at the beach with a girlfriend and um, we were just doing some fun things. Like what are our spirit guides? Oh no, we were doing our spirit animals. So I had a chart. We were on the beach. It was at night. It was breezy. 
And I'm like, this is really not a good setup for me because she was, she was not a non-believer, but she just had no clue. Right. Um, and so I'm like, this isn't good for me. If I'm trying to show you this all while the wind's blowing and the pendulum's just going like all over the place, I'm like, this is just insane, but who cares? Let's do it. And so we were looking for, um, I had a chart and I was dowsing for our spirit animals. Um, she, uh, oh gosh, she's like, you know, like one of my <laughs> friends who's all over there and she had like 10 spirit animals. I'm like, we're going to be here all night. And it's mainly because <laughs> also because of the breeze, right? Take, taking the pendulum. So I'm like, we're going to do this. And so I, I got everything together where, you know, everything's situated and ready to go. And I start the dowsing and literally the pendulum is moving in the breeze, right? Moving right along with the wind as it should, right? But, you know, as long as I kept my focus and, and held true to the intention of my question, what was her like, what's her first spirit animal? It, the pendulum would move on its own. It, it did not, even if the wind was blowing right, it would circle back around and go to the left. Um, and we're talking about ocean breeze here, right? So, and of course, this takes lots of time because it's got to kind of come, it, it, it picks up its own energy, kind of leaving the energy of the breeze and goes with its own energy and goes its own way. So I had to wait for that. <laughs> and then I had to wait until it was accurate enough in that direction for me to actually like believe it, to take it in for me to receive it. So in, in it just, it was just amazing to see like, you know, our hair is literally being blown to the right, but the pendulum is literally swinging towards the left because it's trying to show me this specific answer on the chart. So, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, I would like to say it, it's miraculous and, you know, and I'm actually confident in saying this because all of this I feel is divine. You know, it is a source energy. Um, and it's there and it's there for us to use. It's there for us to help ourselves with, help each others with. Um, you know, I've dedicated myself to helping horses with it. And although I have a lot of human clients, um, I like and, and that's why I wanted my niche to be like horse lovers in the horse world, equestrians, you know, whatever, wherever you fit in there, as long as you're working with horses. And I feel like if I work with you, if we do energy work together, and you are a horse lover or own a horse or work with horses in any way, shape or form, I'm actually helping those horses um, because I know I'm helping you um, towards your wellness and, you know, or, and you're helping yourself, right? Like just even that one step to like to help yourself or to, to do this for yourself. It is a form of self-care. It's a form of self-love um, just to take care of yourself and if you're doing that and you are better off for that, then I know you are better off for your horses. I know you're better off for your for your clients. I know you're better off for, you know. And then again, when we're taking it back to taking it back to Reba, this is, you know, me wanting to go back and help and just help horses um, just due to me not being able to be there for her. <laughs> So I've just made it a mission of mine to be there for as many horses as I can be. <laughs> yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You are really answering questions as they come up, honestly. Yeah. But um, 
I'm so glad that you covered just the fact that you're, when you first started doing this, you said that you wanted to do it for personal use and for your son just to benefit your lives. And the fact that your son is so young and watching this mm-hmm. happen because I feel like kids are more in tune, they're more open. And then we teach them that these things aren't real, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have to come back to it at a later age, or maybe some of us never do. But the skepticism in itself is healthy. And I know I've experienced that too, but I love that it's proving it to you over and over again. And just the way that you share it, you have that belief and trust and it reflects and goes through every other aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, two big questions though. One, I'm curious, what career do you do outside of this? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> one where I could probably not mention this at work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So, oh gosh. Well, right now I'm actually a federal employee. (laughs) So for the Department of Transportation. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, working with like contracts, like contracting officer (laughs) representative and project management. Yeah. So, you know, I, I certainly douse for myself, um, before like my large projects and before my, you know, large meetings, I, I incorporate dowsing, um, in every aspect of my life. Um, I am teaching my son, uh, to, to do it as well. He, he takes part, he knows how he knows cause he watched me learn, you know, um, you know, in, indirectly, you know, he, of course he was off doing other things, but he watched me learn. He watches me do it, you know, every day. He knows how to do it, but he, and, um, and, and, and it's so cute because one day he, um, wanted me to douse for one of his friends at school. He was like, he's struggling and we have a test and he didn't do so well. Can you help him? I'm like, Oh my God, of course I can. Um, and that's, and that's another aspect to it. Um, I always get permission from the other beings higher self. So, you know, if it's someone who just doesn't believe or doesn't want any parts or doesn't need the help or shouldn't have any help, um, you know, my spirit guides, my higher self will tell me, no, I don't have permission and then I can't do it. And let's just say I was a crazy person and I did something anyway, it would have absolutely no effect. Mm -hmm. So all null and void. And that's just something that I like people to know so they can rest assured in that. Um, So, yeah, it, it so like people um, can, you can douse for people and it, and they have no clue that you have, you can do energy work, any type of energy work, Reiki, whatever it may be for people. And they might, they, they don't know, they don't have to know, but their higher selves and their, and their, their spirit guides, they know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only if permission is granted and if it's something that they, um, actually do need and want, um, only. So yeah, no, I am a com- Completely. I'm a federal employee. <laughs> has nothing to do with energy work, has nothing to do with horses. Um, but, you know, I, a, a large part of my career is in professional development and training. So um, and I've done I've hosted and I've, I've facilitated like hundreds of trainings just across the U.S. and it's in its territories. So I will say all of that has helped me drastically when it comes to like the business sense um, or just being able to put information out there or to um, 
even create the, the create the business or just in talking to people or, or even my background with in human development and psychology with, you know, my, mm-hmm. with my bachelor's degree, like just having all of that, even, you know, whether it's related or not, all of it has helped me be able to just, you know, do everything that I've been able to do. Um, just to, even just to have these conversations or to education out there or, or how to say it has been, has not been something I have to spend a lot of time on because it's something that I've always had to do through work. Um, you know, my professional career, um, as, as a trainer and, um, and in working in professional development anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been a it's completely unrelated, but it has been an enormous help. <laughs> I would have never guessed that you were a federal employee, <laughs> but that you got to moonlight as an energy and body worker for yeah. horses and humans. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, it it brought me back to horses, but it's really just life. You know, it was just all of the experience. I, oh, even back in that that rough patch when I was just what I mentioned before, you know, I was actually laid off from a job because mm-hmm. six months and six months and because I um, not due to any, you know, performance or anything like nothing mm-hmm. was in my performance file, but I had my son. Um, and I was going to no longer be able to work long nights and travel 50% of my time. Um, so yeah, even becoming a mom and having to lose a career, um, that was a lot. That was definitely mm-hmm. a part of it. Um, and that, you know, pretty much led me to, you know, you've got to make, Dana, you've got to make some changes, girl. Like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got to just to get my life back on track. And that is exactly what the pendulum dowsing did. It, it helped to raise my energy levels, raise my energetics, my frequency levels, um, clear a lot of emotional baggage. And so that I was able to end up in, you know, the career career field that was best for me and able to, you know, do everything that I'm doing now and start start my business and be able to bring me all the way back around to be able to help horses. So um, it seems like a, a stretch, but there's a segue there. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was thinking that it really is a common theme in the horse world. A lot of people start out in their childhood around horses and then around college age or high school, life becomes so demanding or they go off and do something completely different and can't bring their horse with them. I've known so many friends with similar themes and then they come back around to it later in life when they're like stable. Maybe they have a couple of kids and they want some me time, you know, it's out of necessity they come back home to themselves, but they don't necessarily find what you found with the higher purpose, higher calling. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious too, if um, you mentioned like the clairvoyance and I don't know really about the other types, but I know just how people learn, like if they're a kinesthetic learner, auditory or visual, is it kind of like that? Like how you download information? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So everyone's different. Everyone has different um, Claire skills. Um, I, gosh, I should have my list in front of me where I could kind of list them all for you, but we might not have time for that. But yeah, it's, uh, and they all have their own name, whether it's um, clairvoyant, but some people it's with reading. Some people, they receive the down, the clear skills and the downloads through writing. Um, uh, some it's through music. Um, some it's visual. They can see the, I mean, you know, have the visual um, downloads. 
and see them. And you can hear about like on even TV shows that are helping like with um, help with cold cases and such detectives, mm-hmm. they might turn to like mediums. It's, you know, a lot of it's mediumship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really thought myself to have those types of skills. Um, and then, and they can also change. Like if you have one over time, if you're really working with yourself and your intuition, um, they can change or, and they can become stronger um, or you can just, or, you know, um, you can develop more of the skills also. Um, again, everyone has, everyone has the ability. Um, it's just, a, it's just a different perspective um, and a different intention. It's, readily available to everyone. It's just really being aware and self-aware. Um, I can think back to just growing up and it's like, I've always had vivid, vivid dreams. And I feel like a nice percentage of them, some of the things that happened in my dreams would come true. <laughs> they would happen in some way, in some way, shape or form. And I could almost remember back to, you know, to that dream. Um, and, you can say that's a premonition. I don't necessarily label it that way with myself, but these things happen. You know, they're just normal, you know, being or human being occurrences. Um, but what happens is we don't tend to put much thought into it or we don't think much about it. Um, even if you have deja vu, oh gosh, I had deja vu. Uh, and you know, blah, you're going about your day. You think absolutely nothing of it. But what if that's some sort of download? What if that is something in your tuition or in your subconscious or even your higher self that is just trying to tell you something or speak to you or show you something if you just thought about it? So um, I don't know if it has to do with my human development and like in the psychology background. Um, um, but I have to contribute this to my twin flame experience. Um, mm-hmm. It really made me look at myself because that's what twin flames do. They mirror you. You mirror each other. And I had to look at myself. So I took years where that's exactly maybe like three or four years. And that's exactly what I did. Like I, I was just introspective about everything. Um and it came natural to me. You know, some people, it might not, it doesn't come natural to me. You don't want to think about it. And I'm not going to think about myself. I'm thinking about them and what they did. You know, <laughs> that's a very common thing to do. And we all do that. Um, but I really like to think about what I'm receiving, what I'm feeling, what I did in this situation, what I said, um, you know, is this my thought process? Okay, so why? Why is this my thought process? You know, why do I think this way? What happened? Um, what's the emotion, you know, behind it? Um, and and then the domino effect from that. Um, you know, I this happened to me and therefore I think and feel this way and therefore I have this behavior and therefore this is happening to me. <laughs> and, you know, what it, and the, the situation is what it is. So I just like to, to think about, to think about the why and um, what that means for me. So when I do receive a download or when I do just have a fleeting thought, I don't just let it leave. I, I, I take it in and I see how I can use it. Um, and what is this trying to tell me? Um, what, what is this? What does it mean? And I, and I actually concertedly use it. And this is literally something like anyone can do. Everyone can do. Um, as it applies to the actual energy work, 
I think that it helps that that I do this because it's easier for me to receive the information. Um, you know, as as we learned within the, all of the teachings and the learning and the certification and the protocols and how to develop a protocol for energy dowsing or for if I'm working with a client, I have to develop a protocol for what they want their desired outcome to be so that pendulum dowsing can help them to get that. Um, and it might be a two page protocol. Um, and some of it is standard, but a lot of it is intuition. So if, you know, a person, let's just go back to fear, you know, if, if we're working on you having this trapped emotion of fear, some of my dowsing is going to incorporate the, the standard protocol for clearing fear, um, for energetically clearing the fear. And I like to work with the meridians. I like to work with mm-hmm. the chakras. Um, and then I like to work with the body systems and to um, energetically go into um, higher self energetically go into each body system, each meridian, you know, um, each chakra within your thought process, within your energetic pattern and clear it that way. As I'm doing that, since I'm in, since I'm in alpha state, I'll receive downloads Mm -hmm. and I, you know, it might be, it's not just fear, it's some insecurity, you know, there's insecurity there. And then I can check, you know, does she have a trapped, is there a trapped emotion of insecurity? Um, I can check and see what age um, I can check and see if it's, if it's even that purpose, if even if it's that person's trapped emotion, it might've been absorbed or it could have been inherited. Um, we, all of that, you know, a lot of that's intuition led that's, you know, can be a part of standard protocol, but a lot of it is downloads and receiving that information. So I just feel that if I wasn't, is attuned to really paying attention to my thoughts and ideas and feelings that it might be a little trickier for me to really listen to and trust my intuition. Um, It's like, I know what I think and I trust and I believe it. And I, and I know it's because I know it's there for a reason. I know I've received this information. I have this thought for a reason. So let's see what that is. Yeah, well, especially with horses, I think that a part of me is surprised that you said that anyone can do this, but I also trust because intuitively I know when I'm working with a horse person that they've got that sharpened intuitive ability that Mm -hmm. they can, let's say, like protect themselves if potentially something bad is going to happen when they're getting in the saddle and they go, this doesn't feel right. I'm not going to get on and ride today. Even though that was the plan. I always Mm -hmm. tell clients, just listen to that intuitive ability. And there's more often than not some pushback with people going, but how do I trust that it's not just my mind saying and coming up with these things? So it's like, we don't know the difference or we don't know how to trust ourselves, period. But horse people have to, it's like a trust fall. You, one way or another, you're going to have to do that. So I feel like what you're doing is going to help not only the horses to heal, but to help us have better relationships with them and as body workers to help us trust what we're receiving and kind of combat that cultural. I don't know if it's just our culture or 
you know, that we lean into science so hard as though it's like the only way to glean information. But there's just always that like hesitation or second guessing, it seems like. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we were given our intuition, you know, for a reason. And it's, you know, it's just kind of like having a talent and not using it, (laughs) which is common. It's what we do, you know, but, and you know, you do have to build the trust and belief in it and you do have to. And a lot of that comes from just the inner work, you know, and just, you know, inner self, a lot of it, I think honestly starts with self-love. Um, and taking that a step further to your, you know, your self-worth, um, your self-validation, self-empowerment, um, having a healthy dose or healthy levels of all of those things will drastically help your ability to trust your intuition um, and to and to trust to trust and believe in in yourself. Um, you know, we have to kind of second guess ourselves. I think that's a part of like survival. Um, but knowing when to being able to differentiate, you know, if it's your mind or if it's just this experience or whether it's really your intuition or, uh, or our inner wisdom, mm-hmm. um, it does, it takes some, it takes some time and it takes some practice. And this is really just your intention. If you, if that's something that you want to do, you know, it's, it's, it's there for you to do. I would start with the self-love and work my way up up to it. Um, a lot of people do would need like to work on release releasing because a lot of what clouds us is, are the past experiences. You know, that's it's learned behavior. You know, we've learned to not completely trust ourselves because we made a mistake <laughs> somewhere, you know, so releasing that, you know, um, and everyone's different. So that's why I have to, and, and excuse me, I, I speak generally so much because I know so much how everyone is so different, but um, re- releasing it, um, whatever it might be, that's blocking you um, releasing whatever it is that is clouding, clouding you or clouding your judgment. Um, and that can be done through Various, you know, modalities, of course, not just, you know, pendulum, pendulum dowsing the same way horses are able to do it for themselves. Um, I feel like, you know, everyone is talking about grounding now, but it is I feel like that is for good reason. And um, we're able to release a lot. Um, it's just in nature. But then outside of releasing is also balance, finding balance. So we have our meridians, you know, our meridians are just pathways between our organs, right? So this is science. This is science. This is our bodies, right? Um, our organs, this is energetic pathways through um, between our organs. So, you know, if all of that is there, we just have to think about it and actually use it and, and incorporate it. So, balance, finding that balance. If you are balanced, if you are well balanced, it will be much easier for you to listen to your and to trust and believe in your intuition, right? Because you won't be able to say, oh, I'm, you know, I had an off day yesterday, so I'm not, I can't, I'm not listening to myself, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you had fewer and fewer off balance days and you were able to kind of trust in your balance, Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, second guessing your intuition would happen less. 
Um, and that's why I like to focus on balance, um, balancing the meridians, balancing our chakras. Um, even if you don't believe someone that's not a, a believer in that, but you know, your, our organs and body systems, they, they are, they are all energy, you know, they have their own energy fields, they have their own frequencies. Um, our emotions can affect the frequencies of our organs. Um, if it is a low vibrational frequency, such as fear um, or doubt, that would negatively negatively affect your, your organs. If it's a high vibrating um, emotion, such as bliss or harmony or um, just happiness, uh, that positively affects your organs and the frequencies of your organs. So if you're able to kind of release those, um, those negative emotions, let's just say from your heart, let's just take one organ <laughs> from your heart. And then you are actually able to balance um, your heart in circulatory system and that frequency and that, in that energy, then that brings about um, balance. And it's, and it's, and it's clear of that negative in negative energy and negative emotion. Therefore it's the true spirit of your heart and it's your true self and it's your true heart. And if that is the case for your heart, then you're much better able to trust your body or trust your thoughts or trust your being or, you know, trust your intuition. So it, it, it does take work, but it's so doable. <laughs> it's so doable. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's not hard. You know, I think the hard part is people is the want is, is getting there to want to do it or, or just the discipline to actually do it. Really just focus on your own intention, your own balance and your, in, in, in your own, just yourself and doing the inner work and doing the shadow work. Um, outside of that, it's really easy and it can easily be done. So, and this is through different modalities that, that are, that are there to help as well. You know, whether it's meditation or yoga or Reiki or the pendulum dowsing or anything. <laughs> Some people, it's just taking walks, you know, outside in nature. It's, and, and that's another part of the work, finding what works for you. Um, and, and, but what I also love about pendulum dowsing is it can help me identify what could be best just for one person specifically. Like, you know, it's easy to say there's a long list of modalities that we can do to help, you know, um, to find, to help us to find energetic balance or just to find balance or mental balance, emotional balance, hormonal balance. You know, there's all of these modalities and treatments that we can use to find even medications, right? If that's what you want to do or need to do. But what I like about dowsing is that I can ask, what is the best modality for Shannon, you know, right now in this current time? Um, and, uh, you know, and to what percentage, <laughs> you know, or, you know, and even when it comes down to if you want to take in herbs or um, essential oils, you can li literally dows to identify energy dows or pendulum dows to identify which one is best for you for certain things or for certain times, um, it can be broken all the way down to, you know, whatever level that you like it. So I just, I really love, I, I don't know, I'm just a huge information person. <laughs> so I really like being able to get the information. Um, and it's not just something, oh, it might be this, or, oh, maybe I'm feeling, you know, like, no, like the pendulum will actually point to <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like if, if I need to, I don't know, have more cinnamon in my diet, the pendulum's actually going to go point to the cinnamon, like <laughs> point to cinnamon <laughs> on the chart. <laughs> like I'm one of those people where I kind of need it to be, I need to see it <laughs> mm-hmm. myself as well. Um, and being that I trust and believe in the energy work, then it's easy for me to accept that information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're relating to me on a whole other level because outside of horses, I'm a new mom and I feel like during the time that I can get stuff done, there's a million things and I almost get paralyzed and I'm like, do I do this or that? And it's a terrifying thing to think that you're going to choose the wrong thing or put your energy into something that's not going to benefit you as much and then you just don't do anything. (laughs) Which is okay as long as you're holding the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, time management becomes so essential. And of course, anything you do with that, anything you do with giving yourself love, giving love to others, giving love to horses, you can't go wrong. I love that you brought that up as the big takeaway. No, and I feel like if horses are in your life in any way, that all of it helps, you know, you and them, you know, and 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 the, and our kids, you know, and the babies. It's just. You know, and whether it's science or, you know, if it's a belief system, if something makes you feel good and makes you feel better, then I like that's what you should go with, like 100% hands down. You know, um, if, you know, like you have 50 million things to do, but what's really going to work for you in this moment is just to take that nap. <laughs> you know, I've, I've learned that that's exactly what you should do. Napping is not being non-productive. You know, your body is actually resting, rejuvenating, renewing, um, you know, your, your subconscious, your, your, you know, you've gone into your, you're out of your consciousness. So you've gone into your subconscious. Your body needs that. We really, really need that. So, you know, it's it's still productive. It's still working towards your wellness. And then the way I look at it is, you know, the better you feel or, you know, as we we feel as, as humans, um, the better care and just or just time or experiences we have in our lives with other people. You know, I feel like that spreads to the other people in our lives and our kids and our pets and specifically our horses and our clients. Um and actually with my um, body worker clients, um, that's something that I incorporate is their in helping them to increase their trust and belief in their intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are kind of coming around to the fact that, you know, this, you know, even if it's, you know, very strict science based working on the muscular system, working with with fascia, you know, as it relates to, to movement and, and the skeletal system you kind of still get that download of the energy behind it. You feel the horse's energy. The horse feels your energy. No matter where you look at it, um, body work or massage is an exchange of, of energy. Um, and, you know, being able to have that perspective and incorporate it into your practice, um, I feel like it's becoming more common. Um, or at least is, is of interest of more people with more people. And um, I just, I, I, I love that because it's, you know, back to the fact that 
everything is energy. So why not utilize in the, and that everyone has this ability. So why not utilize this gift that we have, um, you know, within our, within our work? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It is really empowering sounding, not just, um, I don't know, not just like you're necessarily going to the doctor and having them tell you what's wrong for you. It's, it's your energy really being listened to, you know, not that people shouldn't go to the doctor, but to really bring themselves into the process. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, you know, it's easy to get hooked. I'm hooked. (laughs) And I'm not the only one (laughs) by far. I'm not the only one. So, um, because it, 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 it helps, you know, in, in that it is empowering. Um, and you can, you know, all we have is ourselves, you know, so we just kind of have to be able to, um, not only love and care for ourselves, but like, listen to ourselves and listen to our bodies and, um, be able to know what's going on and make decisions for ourselves. Um, because we, because we can, you know, um, Science has laid so much out for us. Um, it is certainly, you know, life saving, you know, and, and all of that. But we can definitely take a more active um, stance mm-hmm. in our own wellness. Um, and I feel that we have the gifts to do that. It's just a matter of, you know, utilize, trusting and believing and being able to utilize it. Yeah. 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 I completely agree. Well, Dana. We are getting close to the end here, and I'm really sad because there's so much. There's so much here. Yeah, I'm blown away, and I know that the listeners will be too. So potentially they'll be reaching out to you with more questions. But for now, how about we cover these questions that I ask everyone at the end? So how do you define health and horsemanship? Okay, so is this together, health and horsemanship together, or individually? Or yeah, individually, <laughs> <laughs> or together, however you see that. I'm, I'm so in the details. You have to excuse me. So, um, health. I'm gonna take it back to what I was saying about you feeling good. Like, what makes you feel good, and and what makes you feel your at your best and as true to yourself as possible. So, um, 100% physically, emotionally, um, mentally, spiritually, from all those aspects, you know, how are you feeling? Um, how are you doing? Um, it, it could be, you know, if it's something physical, and, you know, you need to do a little work there and that's fine. Or it could be, you know, emotionally, you, you might have to do some emotional work on yourself, but whatever it is to get to the point to where you feel good so that you feel good in your body, um, you feel good with your thoughts, you feel good with your emotions, um, and you feel good with your like your thought process, your productivity, with your life, um, and that is actually going out into uh, reach others. 
So you're actually able to be a light um, or a positive, have a positive effect on the other things in your life. Um, you know, whether it's just, you know, whether it's career, but certainly your family and your friends and, um, your clients and of course the horses, um, having that sense of well-being for yourself so that you're able to share it and help others with it, I think is, that's kind of how I define health. Um, horsemanship to me is 100% hands down, uh, a conversation, um, uh, in a relationship. Um, and I would like to say based on energy, because Amy, I feel like that's what a conversation is. It's, you know, it's an exchange of energies. It's an exchange of behaviors. It is working together as in a partnership, as a relationship with the horse, you're not only gleaning from them, but they're, you know, certainly gleaning, gleaning from us. But I feel like it has to be done in a way where there is, where it's mutual. There has to be the give and take. It has, you know, which is, you know, from what's just within the communication where that relationship is built. So, yeah. <laughs> and it could be, you know, through bonding, or just through just basic daily care, whatever it, whatever it, you know, whatever the, the vessel or the tunnel is, I feel like it's all in communication and relationship. Yeah, I love that. So Dana, where can people find you? Oh, goodness. Um, mainly on IG. And I'm sorry, but a lot of that is because I'm just busy. <laughs> I would like to be on other outlets and do a lot more, but definitely Elevation Equine um, on on Instagram, also Facebook. Um, And for now, that's just it. We're looking um, into YouTube currently and having some more offerings as well that I can place there Um, and potentially a community that I would like to be able to push certain information out to as well. Yeah. So you offer a lot more, it looks like beyond the active pendulum dowsing, right? Through Elevation Equine? Um, well, it's just body work and it's the end the active and the pendulum dowsing. Yeah. And the pendulum dowsing is mainly virtual. It's something like it can certainly be done, you know, in person, whether it's for human or, or for horses. Um, like for instance, I've done a body work session for a horse and then, you know, in a pendulum dowsing session was a part mm. of their session, which is awesome. <laughs> but a lot of the energy work, I have um, stepped down a lot from the, from equine body work and focusing a lot more on the energy work. And that's just because that's just where I am in my life right now <laughs> with everything that we have, have going on and, and to do um, and hopefully working to the point where I can do both a lot more. <laughs> It sounds like a killer combination to do both, you know, I'm really curious about the results and the differences that you see bundling it together. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. So like I can start a session with the pendulum, like let's just say it's a a body, equine body work session. I can start a session with pendulum dowsing and it can help us identify and we can actually communicate with the the horse. And then I can do the body work is, you know, 
according to what I gleaned from the, from the energy work, from the dowsing and do the body work that way. And then just to be able to see the difference in the horse, because it was exactly what it communicated. Right. Um, Or what it, or what it was wanting or needed. And then to actually do the dowsing again at the end and just Mm. because I can check levels, like what's the pain level now, or, Mm. you know, what's comfort level now, or, you know, whatever the, whatever the case may be, you can literally ask anything um, when it comes to to pendulum dowsing. So that's why it's like, it's just vast wide open. So I love it. (laughs) The pain level might have been at 50% when we started and now it's down to 10%. Um, or yeah, did the, yeah, (laughs) did the horse like it? (laughs) (laughs) That's always a big question. Are my hands too cold? Like, yeah, (laughs) I could ask anything. It could get very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Dana. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to these stories on healing and horsemanship. If you're moved by this episode, please rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to help the show grow. This show is supported by The Herd. The Herd offers monthly bonuses for members, including access to a growing content library on all things health, wellness, and horses. Join today at wildwhaling.com herd membership. And until next time... I wish you harmony in your health and with horses.